Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Breaking now, a reported shooting in Nightdale. We're live on the scene. A bacteria lurking in brackish water led to three deaths on North Carolina's coast. How to protect yourself when heading to the beach and the symptoms you need to take seriously. A Fayetteville woman is behind bars charged with murder, and now a mother is grieving the loss of this beautiful one-year-old boy. I just want to know why she would kill my son. That's all. That's all I want to know. I just want to know why. We'll tell you what led to the child's untimely death. We're analyzing new data showing some relief to this dangerous heat. How long we remain under a heat advisory. Plus, the timing for severe weather threats to move in this weekend. We start with breaking news. Police responding to a shooting at a shopping center in Nightdale. Thanks for joining us. I'm Dan Haggerty. And I'm Ashley Rowe. The large scene is near a pawn shop off Smithfield Road. WRAL's Carly Haynes is there live. Carly, what are you hearing from witnesses? We have spoken with a witness who's sharing with us what they've experienced, and I, I do want to share that with you in a bit. Right now on scene, we're seeing Wake County Forensic Services as well as Nightdale Police Department. There is a large scene here, caution tape set up around the perimeter of the parking lot. Now take a look at this video. Nightdale Police Department is currently investigating the report of a shooting that occurred within the town limits. And while the investigation is in its preliminary stages, they said that they don't believe there's a threat to public safety or the community at this time. WRAL was in touch with an employee who works in the shopping center. She tells us she saw two people get loaded into an ambulance and officers told her they were looking for a suspect. She said it was a frightening moment. I spend more hours here than I do at home working. So it's, it's very scary. You don't feel safe anymore. Now we have confirmed that there's been one person shot and one person assaulted. That just came down. Now that witness says employees are having to show their license before they exit the parking lot. And she's noticing police picking up evidence in, in what appears to be crime scene bags. Once again, this is still under investigation. So we're working to bring you those details. But once again, confirmed one person shot, one person assaulted. Okay, Carly Haynes live in Nightdale. Thank you for the latest reporting on that. Let's take a quick look outside. This is Dick's Park. Another scorcher today. Just about everywhere you go, it's hot. The temperatures at this hour just starting to fall a little bit. Still not quite comfortable, is it? Tomorrow, the heat index, it's going to be really hot. About 105, it's going to feel like that, about that, uh, that when you go outside. Meteorologist Kat Campbell in the WRL Severe Weather Center. Kat, we have the heat. We also have storm chances in the forecast. We do, Dan. And with storms tomorrow and a growing trend of more cloud cover, I have a little bit of good news for you. We have lowered the highs tomorrow to 90. 
93 from the upper 90s, and that's mostly thanks to the clouds, but we'll have some storms around as well. Still, it's going to be very humid, so the heat index could exceed 105, and because of that, a heat advisory remains in effect for the entire viewing area through 8 o'clock tomorrow. Let's talk about the cloud cover. It's this feature, low pressure, that we've been watching with tropical moisture. That's going to spread the clouds inland throughout the day tomorrow, and that should back our temperatures off just a bit. We also have a front that's going to drop in closer from the north, and as that front gets closer, we could see some severe storms develop in Virginia that try to push into North Carolina. Because of that, there's a level one threat. I'll have more on storm chances this weekend coming up, Dan. Sounds good. Kat, thanks. I'm Mark Boyle in the WREL Live Center. Speaking of storms, we've seen them fire up all up and down the East Coast all evening, and that's triggering some major delays and cancellations. For those that are flying here, this misery map shows a lot of the red now filling in. Charlotte ground stop just lifted four minutes ago. We've even seen some diversions here to RDU flights that were meant to go to Charlotte. This one right here from St. Thomas landing in Raleigh just a short time ago. They'll wait for those storms to clear out until they can get that airplane and passengers over to Charlotte this evening. Right now, here's where things stand at RDU, 107 uh, delays total for where we are today. Number of cancellations, six. Certainly some good news. That number has stayed relatively low. Back to you. Okay, Mark, thank you. The state is issuing a warning about a bacteria in certain water that's already killed three North Carolinians this month alone. Vibrio is a naturally occurring bacteria that thrives in seawater or brackish water. It's a mixture of salt and fresh water. If you have a wound or a scratch, you should avoid these waters. WRAL's Monica Casey shows us how to stay safe. The concern with this bacteria isn't in places like Lake Johnson or Falls Lake here in the Triangle. It's out east in brackish water and in the ocean. Cases of exposure to Vibrio vulnificus spike in the summer as salt and brackish water warms. Since 2019, eight of the 47 reported cases in North Carolina have been fatal. Three people died this month. Those who are immunocompromised or have chronic liver disease are higher risk. If you have an open wound or even a scratch, we'd recommend that you cover that or stay out of that water. You know, fresh water is not a problem like Falls Lake or something. Dr. Carl Williams is the state public health veterinarian. He says it's also important to take action if you cut yourself while in salt or brackish water. We want to recommend that people immediately clean those wounds with fresh tap water soap and water, and then just keep an eye on it. The exposure can manifest in different ways. You should see a doctor if you notice symptoms. Sometimes these infections can become systemic and you can have a more generalized illness um, that could involve uh, uh, fever or GI symptoms even. Williams emphasizes the cases are rare. But just keep this stuff in the back of your mind and be careful. In Raleigh, Monica Casey, WRAL News. The cousin of a toddler is behind bars charged with an unthinkable crime. Authorities say that she used blunt force trauma to kill the 19-month-old while she was babysitting him in January. WRL's Fayetteville reporter Gilbert Bays spoke with the toddler's mother, who still can't believe her baby is gone. Well, this incident happened in January inside this mobile home on Beargrass Street. A mother asked her cousin to watch her one-year-old son, not knowing it would be the last time she would see him alive. Yeah, I miss my baby. One-year-old Anil Tillis had a face and personality that made just about everybody smile. He was a cute, even-toned baby. He was very quiet, 
all he ever wanted to do really was just play. Davida McLaurin put this book together filled with beautiful pictures of her son after he mysteriously died in January. Now her cousin, 31-year-old Deborah Van Buren, is charged with first-degree murder. The autopsy report says the death is a homicide. It said that my um, son had um, optic nerve damage and um, bleeding on his brain and he had a few broken ribs. McLaurin let Van Buren stay with her in her mobile home off Beargrass Street in January because she had nowhere else to go. On January 5th, she was running late for work and asked Van Buren if she would watch her one and six-year-old sons. When she returned from work the next day, the baby was unresponsive and she called for medical help. I think they took my son and um, took him to the ambulance over here and um, <clears throat> I kept asking, I was like, I want to see my baby, I want to see my baby. The lady, she told me they were going to take us to the hospital um, with him. but. He was already told me he was already dead. He was already dead. While Van Buren sits in jail, the family has one question. Why would you, he was an innocent baby? He couldn't have done nothing that bad to be murdered. No child can do anything that bad to be want to, to, to be murdered. Why would you want to kill a child? So Deborah Van Buren was arrested on Wednesday. She made her first court appearance yesterday. Now she remains locked up without bond here at the Cumberland County Detention Center. In Fayetteville, Gilbert Bays, WREL News. It's just tragic. My heart breaks for that family. Uh, several employees at a bar on Glenwood South in Raleigh face charges tonight. That's after ALE agents executed search warrants at two bars in that area, Botanical Lounge and Armadillo Grill. Agents say they found sales of controlled substances. The ALE say that they seized cocaine, marijuana, and untaxed alcohol. Five Botanical Lounge employees now face drug-related charges. Taking a live look now at downtown Raleigh's skyline, beautiful clear skies to usher in the weekend. You know, we're in one of the fastest growing regions in the country. To accommodate all this growth, redevelopment is happening everywhere you look. One section of Raleigh undergoing a massive transformation is along the Atlantic Avenue corridor. Raleigh Ironworks is just part of it. WRL's Brett Neese is live there with a closer look at the fast changing landscape. Brett? Yeah, Ashley, leaders say that redevelopments like Raleigh Ironworks, they are necessary in a city that's growing as fast as ours. The challenge, though, is building these and finding ways to build them without losing aspects of the, of the city that people already love. The transformation of this part of Raleigh is well underway. Raleigh Ironworks is complete for the most part. Businesses and restaurants are starting to fill in and residents are leasing the nearby apartment complex. Raleigh is, uh, you know, on the up and up is a, you know, city that uh, a lot of people are coming to uh, from all over the world. And, um, you know, this is a, another option for getting out and about in Raleigh, entertainment, uh, dining. This is what planners call a mixed use development. It combines retail and office spaces. They also have a residential component. City leaders say that's key because people moving to Raleigh want convenience. The type of housing that is in the highest demand is, is that's housing that's close to schools, that's close to shops, um, where folks can walk or take short trips to get their daily needs met. And this area really fits the bill. Just to the north of Raleigh Ironworks is another phase of Grub Ventures redevelopment in this area. It will be called Salvage Yard. Triangle Rock Club has already signed on as its first tenant. Their work to transform this building into a world-class indoor rock climbing facility 
has started. This is their latest rendering of the project, set to be complete sometime in 2024. There's people out here, all around here, that are not rock climbers right now, probably never even thought about climbing rocks. And this location is going to introduce them to that, and we're going to be able to share our passion for that for, for this sport. TRC business partners Joel Graybeal and Andrew Kratz believe this part of Raleigh will be a destination for many years to come. This place will look completely different in the next three to five years. People won't recognize what's going on down here. So beyond this development, there are a number of projects along the Atlantic Avenue corridor. Some have submitted formal proposals to the city. Others have not quite yet, but when you add all of them together, Ashley, there are over 5,000 residential units proposed. Wow, what a transformation. I'm looking forward to this climbing area, this complex. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Brittany's live in Raleigh. Thank you. It's still ahead. New pushback now against a new proposed casino in our area. What Nash County leaders are saying should happen before developers are allowed to move in in their backyard. It has been a little more than a week now since that tornado hit Rocky Mount and narrowly missed a building full of kids. It's a remarkable story of care and preparedness at St. Stephen's Loving Day Care Center in Rocky Mount. The workers, they gathered the kids together, 67 of them, secured the cribs, kept everyone calm while this EF3 tornado ripped through. We highlighted this amazing story and posted it online. You can find it at WRL. Now, over the past week, we revisited that story countless times. We probably said the word daycare over a hundred times on air here, which I, I did find a bit ironic considering this email that we got less than an hour before that storm hit. The State Department of Health and Human Services sent this memo to the media telling us to shift our language from daycare to childcare, calling it an antiquated term, saying daycare is, quote, at best inaccurate. Nobody cares for days, and at worst, it ignores the science of healthy development at the expense of young children, their families, and early childhood teachers. Something I've uh, never really thought of before. I mean, now that I do think about it, why, why do people call me a, a news anchor? I'm not made of steel. They don't drop me off the side of a boat. What should they call me? I'm curious. What should they call me? What do you think? Email me at dan at wrl.com. Be creative. Don't worry. I have thick skin. Don't say anything about my tiny head. I am super self-conscious about that. I mean that literally, not figuratively. That said, it's not lost to me that I sound a bit cynical here. So I called the people at DHHS and asked, with all the crises facing the childcare industry, why bother with semantics? The scope of the work for being an early educator, a preschool teacher is way, way more than what we would think of as a, of a babysitter or a nanny. And so the term daycare is really more from, you know, a time past where, where children were, were in an out of home setting so that parents could go to work. Uh, all right. Okay. I mean, throwing a little shade at babysitters and nannies, but I get it. Uh, the workers don't like the term. Many of them are highly trained with years of schooling and it's insulting to some of them. Not the people who named St. Stephen's Loving Daycare Center in Rocky Mount, but everyone's different. And I'm gonna listen to the professionals here and give them this courtesy that they have earned because honestly, where would we be without them? Imagine, imagine COVID 
without them. My family's livelihood has depended on childcare workers, and I mean that very literally. My wife and I would not have the lives, the family, or careers that we have without them. And let's face it, the industry, frankly, needs a win. Okay, in April, child care workers, you probably remember from across the state, rallied in Raleigh outside of the General Assembly. They want better pay and benefits. The average wage in North Carolina is about $12 an hour. And if they don't get help from the state, the only way to get it is to raise prices for care. And in 2020, check out this headline. Our reporting found that the average cost of daycare in North Carolina is higher than college tuition. Yes, I know I said daycare. I'm just reading the headline, okay? In 2020, the average cost was about $9,200 a year. That's a lot of money. And it's gotten more expensive since, with another spike expected next year. This article is from a news outlet in Charlotte from last month. It explains NC daycare centers predict price hikes without state money. Well, we really do say daycare a lot. I'm starting to see why that is so annoying to them. WalletHub published a survey this year that ranks North Carolina dead last in the nation for the cost of childcare. They found that only 26.7% of families can afford care without exceeding the federal recommendation of spending no more than 10% of family income on childcare. And listen to this, 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 is, this is the best part. Even with childcare being too expensive for 75% of us, there are still 30,000 children on a wait list. Isn't that something? So, yeah, okay, I'll stop saying daycare. Tell me your thoughts. Give me your opinions on this story or anything else you're curious about. Tell me what is on your mind, and we will go in-depth. Oh, the child care situation, it's something else. Child care workers, we love you. We do. All right, let's switch over to meteorologist Kat Campbell, who is tracking the heat, and we're going to have a lot of it this weekend, but not as bad as we thought we were. Okay. Exactly. We've lowered the numbers a little bit for the weekend thanks to more clouds moving into the area. But next week we see even more significant improvements. So just get past today and the weekend and then next week we'll get better. 93 still in Durham at this hour. DBAP is packed. I actually have a lot of friends who are there at the DBAP watching the game tonight. 93 degrees in Raleigh at Dix Park. And check out Fayetteville, 79. But you can see the overcast there and there has been some rain. That's why Fayetteville has fallen to 79. Ooh, those showers look nice. It's not a thunderstorm, nothing intense, just some nice steady rain to cool things down around Fayetteville, Cumberland County, Hoke and Sampson County. We were tracking a storm just west of Mecklenburg County, Virginia. That storm has since fizzled. Good news there. But tomorrow we'll begin to see growing storm chances. We've got a couple things. Tropical moisture moving ashore. That's what's bringing the clouds. And then we've got this front dropping in from the north, and that may spark some storms to our north in the area under the level two threat. And some of those will try to push into North Carolina tomorrow evening. So let's take a look at the timing here on Futurecast. And remember, as we get into the summer months, this is more of a rough estimate. It's not as concrete as tracking a nice west to east front in the fall. But midday, we could see some showers and storms closer to the coast. That would be associated with that low pressure system and the tropical moisture. Here's that line from the north, though, that may arrive in the evening. And then as it continues to push to the south, likely fade to some degree. Still, keep in mind, you may run into a storm tomorrow. They're not likely to be widespread, but you've got a chance compared to a fairly dry week that we've seen this week. Sunday, the front gets actually 
closer to North Carolina. And with that, we'll watch for some scattered storms to perhaps develop. But future cast really not showing anything widespread along this front. More hit or miss summertime storm activity. Next week, trending a little drier. We've got small storm chances around 20%. Tuesday, we've got a 30% chance of a storm. But look at the temperatures. Highs back in the upper 80s to lower 90s. Sounds pretty good compared to our 97s that we've had three days in a row now. But where you're really going to notice the difference is the morning lows. We're going to fall back into the mid-60s. 66 by Wednesday morning. This morning, tomorrow morning, upper 70s. So it's going to be a noticeable difference. Yeah, that early morning dog walk will feel a lot more mm. comfortable those days. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Scott. There's some big news for the North Carolina Courage as they sign one of the top soccer players in the country. And get this, she's just 17 years old. Nash County leaders are pushing back against a move to bring a casino to the area. During a meeting this afternoon, commissioners voted six to one to oppose this move unless it is actually put on a ballot for voters to decide. One commissioner also called on the city of Rocky Mount to hold a vote on a casino project. The WRL Capital Bureau team has reported that Nash County is one of three counties that could see new casinos under a proposed state law. So I know everybody's talking World Cup right now, deservingly so, but there are some special soccer players and some special soccer being played mm -hmm. right here in our backyard. The first place courage got even better today with the signing of a 17-year-old Riley Jackson is her name. She was the 2021 Gatorade National Player of the Year and is on track to play for the U.S. women's national team, which is vying for its third straight World Cup championship. Jackson played for Courage coach Sean Nehas at a national team camp when she was 14 years old. The relationship started there and has grown ever since. It's not just a soccer decision, it's a life decision. And I feel like it's always been my dream since I was little to play. And it's just an opportunity that you really can't pass up. So it's perfect timing for me, just um, where I'm at soccer-wise. And I feel like I just want to make sure that I'm constantly challenging myself. Men have been able to go from high school to the pros for years, but this is new for women's game in America. 15-year-old Olivia Moultrie won a lawsuit in 2021. She signed with Portland, and there's been a youth movement in national women's soccer ever since. i got to tell you, I love how much attention is being put on women's soccer. It's awesome. It's really fun. Well, we have the best players in the world. So, so cool. um, And at 17, she's polished, too. Did a good job she at the did interview. did a great job. Well done. Thanks for making WRAL your choice for local news. Our next newscast is at 10 o'clock on Fox 50 and 11 here on WRAL. Have a great night and a wonderful weekend. Watching WRAL News over the air channel 34 and Spectrum channel 1257. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.